I just want to point out that there actually are impressive parkour vaults that can be done with a rail like that. I just want, <laughs> so that you guys know that there yeah. are people who could do backflips and handstands and shit. It's not just slowly heaving one thigh <laughs> over it and then the other. <laughs> right. The way I get onto the toilet. <laughs> okay, now I'm here. So and I'm in here. Get the winch. <laughs> so I'm all covered in sweat. <laughs> God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because we're pissed off at our eyes. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left in sort of an astronomical sense is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Greatest thing that ever happened. So excited. (laughs) Really, really good. And sitting 989 miles to my right is my bad friend Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I have never been better (laughs) in my life is how I am. A lot of tease early on right here. So obviously we can't contain ourselves here. Heath, tell us, what will we be breaking down today? All right. We watched Leap. It's the story of some uh, Slavic, French, Canadian, Russian, Dutch college students who (laughs) teach an American kid about Jesus in exchange for lessons in Michael Scott-style parkour. (laughs) So if you're hoping that... Tommy Wiseau would remake The Room, except with jumping over handrails instead of naval porn. Well, (laughs) congratulations, your wish came true. And uh, you wish for really weird stuff. Probably stop wishing for things. Yeah, right. It's your (laughs) fault that this was unleashed in the world. So, Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you ever thought to yourself, I love watching this video on YouTube my nephew made of him doing parkour, but I wish occasionally I would wake up in a boring ESL Bible study group, then this <laughs> movie is for you. And look, here's the thing. I say this is the best worst blank we've seen pretty often. I'm aware of that. People have brought my attention to that. But this is the best worst <laughs> movie we've watched. And here, here's my argument as to why, okay? Vultures of Horror, International Guerrilla J, there's a little bit of white guilt. I look at it and I go, how much of this is because there are wild chickens roaming through the set? But this is, there is no excuse. These are people, the creator of this movie responded to the comments from our listeners on YouTube. This person has a computer. He has no excuse to have made this movie. None. Also, if you're listening to this movie, I know that you told our listeners to check out the second movie because it's better. But what you do when you make a movie this bad is you erase it from existence. You just destroy it. You kill all the actors and then yourself. That's how you erase. You don't just recommend what you thought was a better job. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, this was fucking horrible. And yeah, it, it, it really does. It, it's right up there with Miracle Man International Girl. It makes a, a hard run at being the worst thing we've ever seen. Um, and now I want to say up front, full disclosure and all, um, I used to do parkour. Alright, this is a movie about parkour. Now, of course, I, I did it before there was a thing called parkour. We just called it jumping around like an asshole. So I believe in a lot of ways <laughs> that this movie was my cocktail. You know, <laughs> it's like we're walking up to the pianist going, yeah, but do you have chopsticks? Do you have that down? <laughs> you have that down? 
<sighs> so at any rate, I, I, I want to throw a new twist on an old question. Is there anything that you don't want to nominate this movie for being the best at being the worst at? Um, well, for me, no, there is absolutely not. This was the best worst at, uh, best worstitude across the board. It was Acting. amazing. Worst. Worst. Costumes. Worst. Fake gun noises. Worst. Girl who you can scream, shut the fuck up, Tina, and she always shuts the fuck up. Best. Every moment of this movie is amazing. I could do this movie every week for the next year. <laughs> I would watch Leap over every week. I would just be like, welcome back to the game, guys. Leap again. <laughs> it's an amalgamation of everything that was terrible about every movie we loved. Yeah. 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 Fucking phenomenal. All right. Well, every second we spend in the intro is a second longer before we get to break down what we're promising to be possibly the worst thing we've ever seen. So we'll take a quick pause. And when we come back, we'll break down all the remedial athleticism that is Leap. Hey, Chris. Long time, man. How you been? Pretty good, Dave. How you been? Oh, you know, uh, my mom was uh, actually just diagnosed with... Terminal. Glad you asked, actually. I'm making a Christian parkour movie, dude. Well, well, I didn't ask, but uh, okay, I, I was actually talking about my yeah, mom. Yes, about a she... bunch of parkour ninjas, and they use their sweet moves to save souls for Jesus. Wow. Okay, that's actually worse than my news, so... uh uh, what, what, what are you, writing it? Yeah, yeah, writing, directing, filming. Oh, wow, that's, uh, that's ambitious. Yeah, also doing the soundtrack, because you know, like, you know how people are always saying I've got sweet guitar skills? I, I actually don't think anyone but you has ever said that. Okay, but when I do say it, people agree with me a lot, like, especially if I pause for long enough. Uh, yeah, I guess. See? See, right uh, oh, there. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So are, are there any other hats you're going to be wearing in this production? Uh-huh. I'm also the parkour instructor. Oh, wow. I didn't realize you did parkour. <laughs> didn't realize I did parkour. Shit. <laughs> what do you call that? Um, I, I guess clumsily hefting yourself over a bike. I don't know that there's a name for that. Yeah, parkour. It's French. Well, no, no. I'm I'm familiar with the term. I just don't know that counted oh really okay how about this sweet move come on jesus do it for me now do, do you need a, a a push or something no i got this don't worry are you sure because it, it, it looks like you're gonna oh i on my dick my old dick. Yeah, that's kind of what I was expecting. Uh, sh <laughs> should I call nine one one or something? I feel it. I tore it. No, I just, I just need an ice bath. I, I think you need more than that. I shouldn't be able to see your ribs, bro. Oh, ribs. That's ice bath. It's just an ice bath. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna leave now. Be gay. Be gay for life. 
Cutting in with a quick announcement here, we're fast approaching our next Patreon goal, which until now we've just been referring to as Project X. Well, the reason we were being so coy is that we didn't want to get everybody's hopes up before we knew we were going to be able to do it, but now that we're zeroing in on it, we can tell you that we're in the preliminary stages of planning a U.S. tour of live gam shows in 2017. Of course, the first thing we want to know is where we should go. So if you take a look at the show notes or our Facebook page, you're going to find a link to a survey where you can chime in on where we should stop on that tour. Keep in mind that we'll need to keep this to major population centers, so be sure to vote for the nearest city that you'd be willing to drive to for for a live show. And remember, the sooner we hear from you, the sooner we can start locking down dates, venues, and local guests. But of course, if you don't want to count on the internet bringing us to you next year, there are still a few tickets left for our live show in New York City on August 12th. We're currently looking into adding some standing room only tickets, but if you don't want to count on that either, book your tickets immediately. Again, you'll find links to buy those on the show notes as well. And now, back to the show. And we're back for the breakdown, and if this movie is truly going to compete with Vultures of Horror for shittiest thing we've ever sat through it's gonna have to start with a preview for itself and it almost does it almost does turns out it's a preview for the next movie before you've seen the first one yeah i I didn't realize my my first note is uh coming attractions this movie you're about to watch this movie fantastic all of my notes are this is my everything i've never been so happy My wedding vows will be much less enthusiastic. Also, music note. This is my first music note for a, for a preview. Music note. That church choir that practices next door is loud. <laughs> also, very important. We learned that the sequel was shot on Canon DSLR. DSLR, guys. Yeah, it's like a $400 camera. We're not fucking around, boys. Fat guy in a red hat. Cameraman. Awesome. <laughs> Shot on the iPhone 6 Plus. iPhone 6 Plus. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Then we get the, you know, all the Bible bullshit we say in this uh, movie is real disclaimer. Yeah, Yeah, I wrote in my notes, scriptures in this film are accurate. Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) But we also get a little bit of a warning. Yes. Where we learn that the Parker in this movie, which again, we cannot emphasize enough, is stepping over a Skittle you dropped before you eat it. (laughs) Level difficult is very dangerous and should only be attempted by a professional. Yeah. yeah. Parkour is dangerous. If you're going to run around, it's much safer to stay on script. Do not go rogue. Do not improvise. Just run around normal. If you have gone to the bathroom at Yankee Stadium, you have done all the parkour that is in this movie. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it, now the movie's going to, I mean, it's not quite going to get going. We need to promise you some eventual action because it's going to take the entire movie before that happens. And, and uh, uh, so we start off with this like scene from later in a car where a kidnapper is demanding the theological position of a nerd. Yeah, and I, I wrote in my notes, I've seen this rape porn, and I immediately closed my computer. I was like, oh, fuck, sorry, no, I was supposed to be watching. Ah, Anna's in the room, Anna's in the room. Uh, but no, it, it's it's just rape porny, and it's shot through one of those, you ever see one of those cheap apps that's supposed to be a heat detector that just puts the black <laughs> right. and white and then puts random spots of red on the people-shaped stuff? That's the lens that they use for this entire scene. Well, and the, and the kidnapper, gun-toting, ski-mask person, they're, they're trying really hard to disguise the fact that this is a woman. So they, they, they put her, they like wrap her up and give her gigantic sunglasses and give her a voice modulator and everything. But then they put her in a sleeveless shirt. 
Right. Like, I mean, a hoodie would have done the trick, guys. We can see that she has boobs. Right. Also, by, by the way, why can't those deep voice machine things give you any other voice? That would be so much more fun. Like, if she was Fran Drescher all of a sudden, or like <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey, like, I would enjoy this so much more. <laughs> when we no. redo the sound, she will definitely be Gilbert Godfrey. Do you believe in God? Flat! <laughs> 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 So he says yes, and then we hear a blam. It's a very convincing gunshot sound effect. Yeah, I assume this is one step below gun noise. Gun noise. (laughs) Shouted into a microphone. (laughs) And then we get the credits, uh, where my music note is, yeah, I meant to listen to that demo tape. I am so sorry. (laughs) My music note is, the guy at the record store wants to play you some real rock and roll. (laughs) My note was, uh, Beatles tribute band speaking only in questions. <laughs> I am the Eggman? Wasn't I the walrus? <laughs> I thought I was the walrus. <laughs> also, uh, during the credits, we are, it is pointed out that this movie is written, directed, shot, edited, and scored by the same person. Yes. Always a good sign. <laughs> he was also listed later in the, in the closing credits as the parkour instructor. So there's just nothing this guy can't do. Because you know how people who think they're awesome at everything are always really awesome at everything? He's one of those guys. (laughs) Okay. So now we get the first like shot proper of this movie. And basically this shot is we're three people. Look at the three of us. (laughs) We're three friends at. Chernobyl Community College. That is exactly what we look like. Take that, Sunnydale High. (laughs) And this is where we learn, the moment they open their mouths, that every single line of this movie is ADR. Yes. There is not a single line in this movie that gets spoken by a person, picked up by a microphone, and then synced at the same time as that person moved their mouths. And... Okay, we got to talk about the actors because you know how normal movies have normal actors uh, and you know how like The Gap has normal jeans and you know how you can go online and buy Russian knockoffs of those jeans <laughs> and fall apart in two days, but they say Levi's on them except there's like an umlaut over the E. <laughs> That's what they got for actors. They got the Russian knockoff version of humans. Yes, yes. These were mail order actors. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, um, I'm going to start with uh, Tina, the blonde one. Yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up, Tina. Yeah. yeah shut the fuck up, Tina, as you'll learn. Um, she looks pretty much exactly like Elliot Reed's Dracula Muppet. Like Sarah Chalk as a Dracula Muppet. <laughs> also, we should point out, this is very important. Tina does not have a line in this movie. Well, she has one line. She has one line in this movie that is not supposed to be comic relief and so if you haven't watched this movie yet i know a lot of people wait and then listen to the episode then they watch it you can say shut the fuck up tina after every time she speaks and she looks sad and shuts up it's fabulous (laughs) yep yep you picked that up way earlier than i did um now we also meet sierra here uh she looks like she's never made it through a spoken paragraph without at least one totally in it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, super hot, super hot. Looking. Absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> and then, of course, most importantly, we're also going to meet Michael. Michael! Oh, fantastic. He looks like an Adam's apple dressed as a human. He's oh, <laughs> very distracting. <laughs> yes. He looks like a live action reboot. He looks and talks like a live action reboot of Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> but is, he is all Adam's apple. This guy is amazing. <laughs> he, he looks like somebody peeled John Turturro. So it. it <laughs> He <laughs> looks like a fake Molly dealer at a rave. Uh, yeah. like you're definitely going to give him 50 bucks and he's not going to bring back pills for you. 
<laughs> so these three wonderful exemplars of humanity are wandering around talking about how much they hate homework. And the only reason this scene exists is because this filmmaker has no idea that you can imply something happened before in the next scene. <laughs> no, not at all. This this guy saw an episode of 24 and he was like, that's how movies work. You need to see every moment of a per- second to second need to know. Otherwise, people will think they teleported. Yeah. <laughs> and, and apparently he won't even imply names later because he has to throw in a line from Tina and she's like, Okay, Michael is your name. See ya. And Sierra is your name. I'll also see ya, Sierra. I'm Tina. Uh. And just in case you were thinking there was something they got right, we'd already made fun of the acting. We'd already made fun of the, the, the audio sync. We'd already made fun of the music. But I also have a cinematography note here that simply reads, what if I just balance the camera on my dick and somersault along beside you guys? Was he doing parkour while he was filming this? This is the only parkour film filmed by people doing parkour. <laughs> so this is also the, so the, the three friends split up. We follow Michael and he happens upon a guy who will later learn his name Shane, although we're not going to call him Shane much. Um, and he's doing technically parkour. It, it, this, this is there's literally nothing that he does that the average mildly overweight person could not do on one try. Yeah, there's there is nothing in this movie with the exception of one wall jumpy thing that I think would take me three tries that I could not do <laughs> instantly just like, oh, OK, so you put your hands and then you jump back and forth. Yeah, I got it. Dude, I, 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 I'm willing to bet that there is no parkour move that they do in this movie that I couldn't do while holding a drink. I am an underweight 40 <laughs> year old smoker. Uh, but yeah, he's jumping back and forth across a fence, and we're supposed to be fucking amazed by this. <laughs> like, he's supposed to be doing a wall cartwheel. Like, obviously, if the people who made this movie had found an actual parkour artist who hadn't, I assume, hung them by their underpants from a flagpole, <laughs> like, they would have been doing impressive stuff at this point. But instead, no, he's jumping back and forth across a, a bike rack. Mm-hmm. And the music lets us know this because it basically starts a barn dance theme tune. It's like... <laughs> like that's the badass music for this movie and the only way that we know we're supposed to be amazed is it keeps cutting to michael who is pretending to be amazed (laughs) yeah yeah he he actually says i've never seen anyone move like that (laughs) yeah you've never seen anyone move like that because adults don't usually just hop over the same handrail 57 (laughs) times in a row they have ocd that's really fucking weird so that's why you haven't seen that and we should point out that Michael's face for amazement is like psyching yourself up to suck a dick. It's just like, uh, <laughs> one second. Sorry, one second. I really I do, do want I that do. rock. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Got this. Yeah, yeah. So, so he goes, he goes to, he says to Shane once he's done, he's like, that was incredible. He's like, it's called parkour. He's like, par what? Like, that's not how learning words works, guys. Hey, the word that entered your ear, you can repeat right away. That's how. <laughs> yeah, that was a. That was a two-syllable word. Did you lose track after I said par? And he goes, parkour. It started in France. <laughs> just fucking leaves it there. It's just, you have to hear the delivery. It's hard to explain how terrible that was. He's just like, it, first of all, you could fuck. You could have a nice, long, loving fuck in between all of these actors' lines. So he goes like, parkour. 
It started in France. And you want to cut and the other guy is gone, like a Batman disappearance. That's how long the pauses are. But instead, he's just like, cool. But then Shane, okay, but we need to talk about Shane's physical appearance. <laughs> okay. And it's so hard. I don't even know where to begin. He looks like the third Trump son. <laughs> that's, that's, my notes are constantly like stuff like, like this guy would look out of place anywhere, but pantsing the character we're supposed to be rooting for. <laughs> he looks, he looks like the put him in a body bag guy from Karate Kid got put in a body bag for a while. <laughs> Except for his arms, which are except for his arms, which we will learn sun, are yeah. farmers' tans. Yeah, and then he fucked Johnny Lawrence inside of that bag. <laughs> yeah, and he has no shirts except uh, those tank tops. He yeah. will wear he will wear one <laughs> non tank top shirt throughout this entire film. He's like ninety percent allergic to sleeves. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's... exactly. At one point in this movie, they all order shirts together, and then when we see him wearing them, he's cut the sleeves off of his. That's, <laughs> exactly. That's how bad it is. But yeah, but as they're chatting uh uh about parkour, he gets a phone call, I guess, or a text or whatever, and has to run away at a full sprint. Yeah, because that's parkour. <laughs> parkour means you sprint away from every conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. But it's not it's not even it's not like he parkours away in a way that's impressive, mm -hmm. right? He just like it's like you're just talking to someone and then he's just like and you you I just wish the shot had lasted longer. It lasts pretty long and you see this teenager just like just running across this Wendy's parking lot that they're shooting in, but oh, I it could have lasted for I could have watched that guy just sprint away at at a pant shittingly fast speed for him forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, because later on in the movie, yeah, we'll get we'll get a little more of that. So now we have to cut to Michael telling the girls that we met earlier how awesome this guy that jumped back and forth over the bike rack was. And he says, I quote, it was just like a dance. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's it, accent is amazing. This it, it's Speedy Gonzalez. It's it's it is it was moment for moment Speedy Gonzalez for the cartoon. Tina. Okay, so Tina and Ciara, right? Mm -hmm. Their voices are all the extras who didn't make it out of the Taken movies, right? You remember when he goes <laughs> and he knocks over the where all the girls who didn't make it out of Taken that was Ciara and Tina, and then they did their own movie. It's <laughs> this leap that makes sense. And and by the way, just to give you an idea of the ridiculous A B C D E series of events that this movie is. During this scene, when he's telling them about the parkour, they have a whose computer will we use to later look up parkour on YouTube conversation. So later when we see them looking up parkour on YouTube, we'll understand how they got there. Well, I only assume the test audience, which was this person's grandmother who has terrible, terrible Alzheimer's, stood up and threw her poop at the TV and was like, where did that computer come from? Where? Okay, we'll fix it in post. We'll, put we'll fix it in post, Gam. We'll fix it in post, Gam Gam. Wipe your hands on your beautiful new birthday dress. Yeah. That'll wash right out. Wasn't his black rectangle broken? Well, didn't it have a busted carburetor or something? This this is unrealistic. <laughs> also, this is where he forgets the word parkour again. Like, oh, yeah. He heard the word yesterday. The guy clarified it and then said it again. And he was like, I think it was called parkour. Like, did, he, did he spell it to you in pig Latin? I don't understand. What's going on, man? 
So yeah, so then we cut to them watching the the, the uh, parkour videos on on YouTube, and the first thing I wrote here was like, how far into the depths of YouTube would you have to reach to dig up parkour that's this unimpressive? It looks like first grade gym class warm ups. I like <laughs> what what are they doing? Why? They're on YouTube now. Well, they don't have to do it. Right. Well, as it turns out, these YouTube clips are of the writer, director, cinematographer, composer, editor. These are his parkour clips. Oh, that makes it better. That's that who, makes it better. He that's put the YouTube so montage of his own parkour yes, in the movie. Yes, he went totally, he went full Ray Comfort. I want this man's confidence. Imagine the confidence. <laughs> right. Ima- this is someone who has already knows that we're going to make fun of this movie. He is almost certainly listening to this. I would love the confidence of someone who can make a movie this bad and then be like, you know what that movie needs? <laughs> me. You need to watch more me. You must just jerk off in a mirror. <laughs> that guy must never need pornography. He just sits there, just reverse stroking it to himself, just like, oh, who's that lucky man getting to touch that lucky man's penis? <laughs> How do you guys do it? Is that not? Never mind. It's fucking, and re- again, you have to go, this is the worst parkour you could find on YouTube. Because it is. if you YouTube parkour, you see guys in fucking South Africa who just don't know that gravity exists. Just those fucking bouncers from the Matrix running along walls and right. jumping across oceans and shit. <laughs> and that's all really cool. And if you take a moment to YouTube parkour and then rewatch this movie, it will remind you how terrifying this movie is that everyone watched this and was like, yep, we represented parkour today. <laughs> yeah. And this guy this fucking jerking off in the mirror guy who directed wrote edited cinematographed and composed this movie wrote in his own script about when the characters are watching his shitty parkour videos he wrote the line there must be wires or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah right like why would there need to be wires because they're not flying away like a a, a hot air balloon what the how would any of that shit even be easier if you had (laughs) wires i mean and i just want to like just for those of you who are sensible and stay away from these movies here's here's the like most impressive thing that you see in this montage right it's a guy vaulting over one rail and catching on to another like the kind of thing that like everyone listening to this did when they were eight years old because it looked fun that's Mm -hmm. all he does exactly I mean, not me, but, but most humans. Everyone most except who, Eli. <laughs> yeah. I haven't burned a calorie in years. The biggest workout I've done in the last like 365 days was being mad at Kelly Culber. But like, I get it. I get how if you're listening to this, you would understand that jumping over, it is massively unimpressive. A game of toddler leapfrog is far more athletic than any of the parkour that we see in this YouTube montage. So yeah. So, but of course, these characters are so impressed by what they saw that they've got to go track down this bike rack jumper and learn them some parkour. So they're off to find Parkourachan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, music note for the beginning of this scene. My name is Eli, and I'm here to say. <laughs> I will bet every every cent I own and every cent I ever will own that that music doubled as a rap about Christ later on in this author's life. Whoever made that music kept it and was like, these are some pretty sick beats, just in case this parkour thing doesn't work out. And then he turns to his buddy and he's like, yeah, right. Am I right? And he's like, totally, my friend. Can I have the $7 you promised me and my 12 cousins to do this movie? <laughs> 
said after. <laughs> My music note here was uh, DJ Ruck, spin that shit. <laughs> I already said Chicago drink, drink. <laughs> Mine was simply Casio rap number two. So <laughs> now they all meet, and this is where I. This is the first time I spontaneously orgasmed in the movie. He introduces himself, the parkour character, as Flyboy. Yes, he says, my name <laughs> is Flyboy. Apparently, he used to dance with J-Lo on, in Living Color, I guess, <laughs> that, where he got that one. Right. And when he said that, I wrote in my notes, I should kill myself, my life has peaked. <laughs> it has. It has. That was the best moment of my ever. And what I should have done then is just slit my throat and blissfully flown away to the words of Flyboy. By the way, when they come up to him, he's just rolling back and forth across the table <laughs> yes. like he's hat choking. Like there's yeah. no, there's nothing remotely parkour about the amount of table rolling he's doing. In any other movie, if a character were rolling back and forth across a table, you would, as like that, you would assume someone had thrown them. Yeah, right, right, exactly, exactly. Or they thought they had ants all over them or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I hate him so much. I'm so glad he gets shot in the neck later. Uh, sorry, spoiler reminder. That, that's what happens later. Uh, PK, by the way, he calls it PK, and uh, we'll continue to call it PK. Uh, drinking game, if you drink every time he says PK in this movie... You get pretty fucking drunk. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, and you can't just pick two letters from a word and call it that whenever you... <laughs> and it's not even supposed to have a K. It, it's from France, and the original word is spelled with a C. You're, you're not a fucking bar mitzvah rapper. Fucking stop it. <laughs> Don't call it <laughs> Bitch. And also, this guy's delivery is so painful. He's a human voiceover. He delivers his lines in the, in, in the mode of a Spanish translation tape, you know? Mosca del muchacho. Flyboy. I wrote, director's note, act like a human, man. Come on, cut it out. <laughs> Zip up the back of your suit. Everyone can see your tentacles. <laughs> and as if his acting isn't bad enough, after he explains what parkour is or whatever, Tina asks, she says, can anyone do what you do? But her emphasis is so random, I had no idea what she was asking. It's like, the, the, the question is, so can anyone do what you do? But her emphasis was just completely random. So you're at, it's, it's, it's as though she's asking if there is a living human being who can do what he does. Yeah. She reads her line like it was revealed to her one letter at a time as she was saying, <laughs> can anyone do, do what, uh, what you oh, do? You do. Oh, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> but it's translated really badly out of the, the original communist script that it was written in or whatever. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be fair, she was very distracted by someone walking by with a Subway meatball sub. <laughs> I see. So, yeah, so the, the gist of this scene, though, is that they want to learn PK. So he's like, yeah, I can teach you. Meet me at the field tomorrow morning. He's like, thanks for the specificity on location and yeah. time there, bro. And then, of course, he gets a beep and he has to run away, over a bench as he goes. Right. And, but he tells them to make sure to dress like a backup dancer for Vanilla Ice oh, so that yeah, they're all right. properly <laughs> set. Yeah, and then he sprints away and leaps over a bench for no fucking reason. Just go around the bench. There's so much empty space on either side of this thing. This will happen constantly throughout this movie. Also, I want to point out, because you said leaps over the bench, he vaults over the bench, right? So, like, leaping over the bench would have been much more impressive. As it happens, he apparently thinks that Gary King was doing parkour on the way to the 11 pubs. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so he runs off, and we're 10 minutes into this movie. All that's happened is the credits. So now we cut to Shane and his lady friend watching a horror movie together. Shane, by the way, that's that's Flyboy. And can I spend a second talking about this guy's... I, I already know what you're going to say, and I want you to so bad. Yes, yes. Does this have anything to do with the background, perhaps? <laughs> yes, it does. The background of this guy's apartment, which we will see several times, is my world so first and most prominently he has two sigh on his wall like he's a ninja uh, turtle yeah, exactly. yeah yeah apparently flyboy is cool but rude yeah <laughs> he has sigh on the wall behind him he has a framed batman dark knight poster yep uh and a dvd shelf that someone pointed out to me already contains leap Oh, does, does it, really? it really? If you look on his <laughs> on his DVD shelf, there is a DVD. Someone sent me the picture, and I will retweet it and put it out there. On the DVD shelf is the DVD of Leap. Awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. And, 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 and if you want an idea of how ridiculous this room is, Eli got through all of that description of the background without mentioning that one entire wall is covered in lighted African masks. Yeah, uh, kabuki masks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, kabuki masks. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, he is a multicultural ninja, and the conversation he's having with his girlfriend is botched suicide levels of painful. Yeah, it's basically, our one-year anniversary's coming up. What do you want to do? No, what do you want to do? Uh, well, I, don't know, I don't know. Could we go on a date? I don't know. A date's a lot to ask. And at that point, I was trying <laughs> to get a rope over the the rafter in my ceiling, so I don't know how the scene played out but uh maybe you guys could fill people no it just, just kept going like that what do you want to eat um uh italian maybe no uh sushi no mexican why don't you just tell me the food you want remember how i started this by asking you can we just move to the god damn it <laughs> yeah well that's the only realistic moment in the movie yeah yeah it's gonna say the only realism they had in the movie yeah, yeah exactly you have to <laughs> right. figure out the date by process of elimination so oh, fun game to play because he does say pk again in this scene every time he says pk cut yourself <laughs> that's the game a, i played not an officially recognized game game so with that pivotal scene out of the way we can move on to the training scene uh, my music note here is, some country fella taught me this a here scale. Yeah, my music note was, <laughs> get a little honky-tonk for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had a uh, act break on Duck Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> Will Uncle Cy catch the duck? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Now, here's my question, because Flyboy's a pretty fucking awesome name. I think we all agree to that. But what's his girlfriend's name that could be sweeter? <laughs> Does anyone so, remember her name? Yes, I do. And before we get to it, I just want to point out that when they meet her and she's there to train them or whatever, one of the characters says, so what's your parkour name? And I just wrote down, fuck anyone who has ever asked or answered that question. <laughs> and then it got worse because she revealed her name. Which it was uh, Sweetheart 69 Ass Play. She's 69 and ass play would have improved that. Her parkour name is Sweetheart. And again, I wrote, I will kill myself right the fuck now. <laughs> all of, all of my notes are a suicide note. Like there's minimal editing to make my notes for this movie my suicide note. <laughs> and the training is going to begin with a lap around the field. 
Which we will watch all of. <laughs> Which we definitely watch all of. But they, he goes, let's start with a lap around the field. And they look at him like he just asked them to crawl up their own asshole. They're like, <laughs> running in a circle? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I want to jump back and forth across a fence. Where are the wires? <laughs> I assume there's some kind of hookup I'm going to need for that amazing bench jump we saw you do earlier. Yeah. But when they finish the lap, they are... Rolling on the ground, runners work out, going to vomit in a trash can, <laughs> oh, yeah. exhausted. They have run for 38 seconds. I am not a well person. I never poop without blood in it. And occasionally, I, my nose just bleeds. Who knows why? I get terrible headaches and I hear voices. But I could do the lap that they did with way less huffing and puffing than these characters are supposed to do. Yeah, no, we did more than that trying to make the Baba Brinkman show uh, when we were in New York. <laughs> yeah, there were stairs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Right. Uh, there's also a moment where they do uh, a somersault. They all take turns doing somersaults. <laughs> yes. And it is the funniest thing in the world. They they do some sit-ups and some ab twists. Some ab I guess twists. Is very we important. watch yeah. them do ab twists. <laughs> yeah, very important for them to do some ab twists. <laughs> Uh, and I wrote in my notes, hey, should our movie contain a 20-minute montage of us working out? Sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Abso-fucking-lutely. Because the other answer would be no. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> and, uh, by the way, I have two different music notes here. Um, the first one is when they're, like, doing the lap and they haven't switched to fucking black and white for no reason yet. And my note is, uh, John Popper's having chest pain because you keep him running around. <laughs> and it was pretty horrible. And then they switch over to black and white and it becomes terrifying, like... Gitmo 80s rock dubstep. She's like, where's the sleeper cell? Where is it? That's all I can Come out of the compound. My second music note was, welcome to the House of Blues. Yeah. <laughs> and and now that's over, apparently. And we learned that because Shane's standing there going, well, you guys did a great job. You made it through your first session. To which Tina says, but we didn't do anything. So the movie is aware that nothing happened over that last 25-minute montage. To which he responds, I promise you'll hurt tomorrow more than you've ever felt before. And I wrote, the Eli Bosnick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he has to explain how soreness works to them, I guess. Because they just <laughs> arrived from the fucking Matrix. All their muscles had atrophied, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and he recommends a fully clothed ice bath. Well, he just recommends an ice bath, but the dumb chick later doesn't fully dress. Yes. And when a dude who you just learned calls himself Flyboy, and you just met him, and he tells you to get into an ice bath, you're about to lose a kidney. You should be very aware that you're about to lose a kidney. But That's gain important. a friend for life. So now we see them the next day. Shane runs into him, talks to him about how sore they are, and he throws out this line. I love this one. He says, once you heal up, you'll never feel pain again. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what I wrote. So after we learn that parkour is the miracle mineral salts of vaulting handrails, we have to get to some goddamn <laughs> Jesus already. So they mm -hmm. invite him to church group. But he's yeah. not a Christian. Right. He goes, I don't know. I'm not a Christian. And I'm like, what are you, a Jew? Fuck you. You're a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every homeless guy that sits down. I was a committed atheist my whole life. Oh, were you a committed atheist? <laughs> really? Name one atheism book. One. Name one. I'll suck your dick right now, guy who just asked me for a dollar. The, the un, the unbible. But yeah, so, <laughs> but no, but he's not a Christian, but he wants to go hang out at church anyway. 
you know, like like you do, and then he gets a beep, so he runs away like Forrest Gump again. But first they promise to make his spirit soar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you need wires for that? Right. You, they, basically, the, when they wrote this script, they were like, look, I want every line in this movie to be something you could say to someone before you rape them. And they were like, done. <laughs> you got it. So, so now, of course, since they invited him to Bible study in the last scene, we have to cut to the next scene, which is him heading to Bible study with his girlfriend's sweetheart. Yeah. This movie has full scene establishing shots. And Sweetheart is not okay with him going to this Bible study. No, no. She says, among other things, they're too nice. It's not right. Okay, so I love those little windows that we get doing this, because apparently when Christians sit down to write what the atheists would say about not liking Christians, it, what would they not like? about The fact that we're just too nice. Keep in mind, this is a writer who <laughs> masturbates to himself in the mirror. We're a bit of a perfectionist religion, so that, I guess that's our it's big It's probably flaw. that we're yeah. so perfect. Right. And then he says to her, well, look, if you don't want to go, we won't go. And she's like, I don't want to go. And he's like, I don't know. I think you should give it a chance. <laughs> yes. It's fucking insane. Why write that line? I have no idea. L- line three <laughs> and five had no idea what lines one and four were saying. Also, and this is fucking amazing. She turns to him, and this is exactly... Heath, do you remember this? This Okay, you have it too. Okay, ready? This is their dialogue. <laughs> Parkour and religion are two different things. Yeah, and then he ar- he, sa- he argues with this. He says, uh, parkour is our religion. Parkour is our religion. <laughs> what? That's my new tattoo. In case anyone wonders what I have tattooed on my chest right now that's healing up very nicely, it's parkour is our religion. Right. So I guess, like, people with bad Kong vaults go to hell in In this world? I have no idea what the fuck he's trying to say. Oh, uh, for the people in this movie, a Kong vault is a parkour move. We we should have told the director. (laughs) So because she doesn't want to go to Bible study, she's like, that's it. I don't want to go to Bible study. Let me out of the car. And instead of being a human, he just pulls over, lets her out of the car, and she just wanders <laughs> off into the mist to go home while he goes to Bible study. Right, right. Can't even be like 15 minutes later by taking her home. No. That's the good guy in this movie leaves his girlfriend at some random street so that he can go to Bible study. Yeah. But of course, if the last scene was heading to Bible study, the next scene's going to be arriving at Bible study. Which makes perfect sense because of the last scene, I guess. Yeah, right. The next scene is going to be Bible study. So, And he does a parkour appearance here. They're like waiting for him and he vaults up behind them and he's like, hey guys, it's me, Shane. I do parkour. And they were like, yeah, man, you don't have to do that every time, do you? And he was like, this sure do. (laughs) This movie would be so much better if Flyboy would just hurt himself every time he shows up or tries to sprint away. And by the end, he's just like... Bruised, no teeth. He's doing wall runs with elbow crutches. Really bad. Just stand. Oh, so oh, much better. Please give us crazy billionaire money so we can remake this movie with me as Flyboy. And I'll just throw myself at brick walls. It'll just be 90 minutes of me being like, oh, oh, my ankle's real hurt. It's real hurt. No, don't touch it. Don't touch it. I don't want to take off my shoe. Oh, I'm too hurt to cry. <laughs> I will knock the wind out of myself for 90 minutes if you give us crazy billionaire money. I will totally remake this film. I have the technology. It's here on my phone. <laughs> 
So then they head into Bible study where we're going to meet the other character in this movie, Pastor Scott. Who looks like Andrew Luck after his first round of chemo and radiation. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Or, or maybe he was at Chernobyl Community College with the rest of the cast. Right, I don't know. Right, That's yeah. He looks like Lucinda exactly said on. this week in misogyny three times into a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck away. What are you doing here? Sorry. <laughs> Summoned me. So, yeah. So, and, and of course, when Shane sees him, he's like, he's a pastor? Like, you know, he doesn't look stiff and pastory or whatever, but I wanted the next line to be, I expected a kid on his dick. But, <laughs> no. And the sexual tension between Pastor Scott and Shane is palpable. <laughs> More so than almost any movie we've ever seen between the characters that are supposed to want to fuck, yeah. Oh, no question. Basically, he comes up and he's like, this is Shane. He's a free runner. And he's like, free runner, huh? And he's like, yeah, man. I free run. You free run? Yeah, man. I free run. And they just like their faces get closer and closer and just like, I wanna stand with you on the It's fucking amazing. And he literally says, Sounds like something to see. And then he's like, oh, okay, time for me to leave the scene. Just fucking turns around and walks away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to violate my parole if I don't walk this way. So, so uh, But he does not care, apparently, for the term free runner, actually. They, mm. He does not embrace no. that. I, well, I think he was just trying to show off his French because he corrects the pastor for saying free runner like it's the N-word, first of all. It's a really <laughs> weird tone. And But then he says... I'm a traceur. Except he does not come close to pronouncing the French correctly, so he uh incorrected the pastor, I guess. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you would call it. Oh, uh, actually I prefer trachier. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. It was much closer to trachier. Yes. I'm a tracheotomy, not a free running man. Come on. <laughs> so now we cut into the Bible study, and this is great. This is one of those instances where the the director wanted it to seem like there was conversation going on, et cetera, before this scene started. So we get with it, you know, we start with, all right, everybody calm down. But the only thing they have going on in the room is Tina cackling. It's yeah, just it's a completely just silent going, room. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Tina. <laughs> the fuck was she laughing at? She sounds like like an ex-girlfriend, very clearly fake laughing at some other dude as you walk up to <laughs> yeah, them right, in the bar, you have to right. run into them. <laughs> oh, this is Kale? Great, great. What is he, funny? Stop touching his arm. Stop touching. We get it. Stop. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're starting apparently a Bible study today. They're starting a study on the end times. Mm -hmm. Now, sit back, grab yourself a drink, make sure there's plenty of gas in the tank, because this is about a 49-year scene where they talk about the basics of end time theology. Yeah. And I just wrote in my notes, I bet Sweetheart is getting rammed right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, the person doing the Bible reading in the many Bible reading scenes that we will enjoy in this film, never a strong reader. Nobody no. here just flies through the English language. They all read the way I pronounce words. <laughs> <laughs> And I love this too, because like, so like he's talking about how there's the Antichrist or whatever, and one of the people asks, he's like, why will people accept the false Jesuses? And he's like, because they're going to be magical false Jesus. And then he actually follows that up with, that makes sense? And everyone nods. This will happen again and again in these Bible study scenes. He will say the craziest <laughs> shit I could come up with on the spot. Look at everybody else say, make sense? And they'll go, mm, yeah, no, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Totally. Yeah, I get it. Sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Magic Jesus. He also points out, uh, don't believe anyone who claims to be Jesus. Uh, and you can get your don't believe anyone who claims to be Jesus t-shirts at godawfulmovies.com. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, don't, don't believe anyone starting now. Starting, <laughs> yeah. starting yeah. after yeah. Jesus. Starting then. 
<laughs> yeah, or before that, right? And but then not after that, or just don't, it, unless it's Jesus. <laughs> yeah, because later he says Jesus will come back, and we'll know it. Yeah, right. Only accept Jesus if the factory seal is unbroken, <laughs> like a snapple. <laughs> right. But again, starting now. Now. Starting now. Yeah, exactly. So he says, Jesus says there'll be wars. And I know there were wars, but like wars, you know? And then this girl goes, well, remember when the whole world went to war, like World War One and Two? Didn't people think that was like the wars Jesus was talking about? And he's like, yeah, totally. But like that turned out not to be yeah. it. Start, so, starting now. Starting now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? So then he goes, yeah, it's going to be like giving birth. And the camera cuts for the first and last time to the only attractive girl in the scene. And yes. it cuts away. <laughs> yes. you, have a, you have a feeling the actor, that the director went, Amber. Yeah, right. Amber. And then it they cut away again. Very clearly thought she had a teen pregnancy. And they were like, hmm. Amber, no. Okay. <laughs> By the way, they start talking about uh, all the diseases. According to Andrew Luck with cancer, here's the list of all the diseases in the world. Okay. Uh, ready? AIDS, also HIV, <laughs> uh, swine flu, and malaria. Got and it. uh, it's important to know that gay people are spreading all that stuff. Uh, also, gay mosquitoes and gay pigs, I yeah, guess. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Statistically, exactly. most of those diseases come from homosexuals is an actual thing he says 25 <laughs> yeah. minutes into this movie. <laughs> and right. I immediately paused it and messaged Noah yeah. 25 minutes <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, this is where we learn that the theology in this movie is even more offensive than the parkour. The guy actually says, basically, think about all the fags and their AIDS and stuff. That's God right there telling him not right? to be all buttfucky. <laughs> That's the message of this goddamn scene yeah. is that because of the gays, we have the AIDS, which means the end time is coming. Mm. <laughs> so if you were starting to feel bad about these shitty parkour artists, don't. They're also a bunch of asshole bigots. E e yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> makes me feel better about all the things I'm about to say and all the things I've said. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I love to. He goes like and moving on to earthquakes. Well, I guess there's not much need for explanation there. I'm like, yes, there. There is, but you know what? I'm eager to change the subject too. <laughs> Didn't you put mountains up to prevent those from happening? Oh no, no, that was a lot. Yeah, that was a wrong. Only God in the universe who is omnipotent, <laughs> right? And this is where Shane has doubts. Oh, well, right. He goes, "Why? I'm not a Christian, so why should I be worried about all this rapture stuff?" Oh, you'll 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 burn in hell. Oh, right, right, burn right. in hell. But Fuck. then he asks, "Why would God send a good person to hell?" And I wrote, bet they don't answer that question. Oh, but they do. They do. They answer it very well. You, me, and Tina are just like murderers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He says, we've all sinned, you know, you, me, Tina. Awkward pause. That was important. It's fine. It's fine. And so very clearly the pastor did some butt stuff with Tina. Yeah, right. Something. Right. Or all three of them did some butt stuff yeah, together. Yeah, sweetheart 69 ass play was in there probably. Yeah, that's what she was laughing about before the scene started. Look at that. See? It's a consistent universe. Yeah, there you Cat go. Catroulette.com slash sweetheart. I, Check I, it out. I just, I love, and, and this is honestly my favorite consistent theme of doing this movie, is the fact that we get to listen to the arguments that Christian writers put in the mouths of non-believers. Because after, like, he says, no, 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 you you will definitely burn in hell because you're just as bad as a murderer and a, and, and a rapist, too, because, you know, you used the Lord's name in vain and touched yourself. And he goes, mm, yeah, okay, no, that makes sense. But then... 
why doesn't God just make us love him? <laughs> he doesn't feel like making a rock that big. Wait, what'd you ask? <laughs> different part of the script. Sorry, hold on. I'm flipping to page eight. Hold on. And then <sighs> Shane just, you know, walks out, and, and rightfully so, but he doesn't jump over anything or anything. It's kind of a pussy way to leave the room. Which, as he <laughs> left the room, Anna yelled, jump over a fence or something. <laughs> It's kind of his thing. And she says, he goes, you guys are trying to turn me Christian. And then at this Bible study, she goes, we're not trying to turn you into anything. And I wrote in my notes, we're not trying to turn you into anything. People who are trying to turn you into something. That's what people who try to turn you into something say. Vampires, werewolves, and Christians. The cult club you're at in this scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then we cut to the next day and he, him and Crystal are, are, practicing parkour by repeatedly jumping over that same bike rack again <laughs> yep but they're they're having a little theological chit chat while they do it maybe yeah. i was railing jump wrong i don't know i think that railing <laughs> jump jesus was. It's, it's about the basal ganglia you got to just like relax it out yeah it's important <laughs> to help you think i just wanted to see the security guards at this building all like dying with laughter calling their friends over they said, watch these two idiots jump over the same rail 50 more times like they have ocd still oh would have been fun. Are you going to kick us out? No, you guys are fine. No, we're just impressed by your parkour skills. Show us one of them somersaults again. So, I mean, God damn it, they look like J.M. Silent Bob trying to sneak into the fucking animal lab. That's their fucking <laughs> yeah, parkour. Serpentine, serpentine. But his, but his argument, well, he's talking to Crystal about how maybe he is a Christian after all, is basically the Bible is, and this is actually a direct quote, but the Bible is so accurate Maybe they are right. Like, I about what? <laughs> the other day I was swinging this baby against the rocks and they were right. It felt good. It felt, felt great. Good. I felt blessed. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wrote my notes at this point. I'm like, and I, and I have several of these. I, like, I just want to point out that there actually are impressive parkour vaults that can be done with a rail like that. I just want, <laughs> so that you guys know that there yeah. are people who could do backflips and handstands and shit. It's not just slowly heaving one thigh over it and then the other. <laughs> right. The way I get onto the toilet. <laughs> okay, now I'm here. And I'm in here. Get the winch. Chris Christie said we could borrow his. Small covered in sweat. I don't feel good. Hold on, the net's caught on my face. Let the net's caught on my face. <laughs> so, uh, so of course, now he has to go, uh, Shane has to go back to see Pastor Scott. And his first question is, hey, you know, all that stuff that you were saying so confidently, can you prove any of it is real? And he's like, well, no. No. And he actually is like, isn't the fact that you're asking me proof enough? He's like, no, right. that that's not how proof. Nope. nope not <laughs> it. In no way. This is his little questionnaire. He goes, do you believe he died on the cross? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, do you believe he rose from the dead? And he's like, yeah, of course. And he's like, yeah, because those are both established facts. Do you think he did it because he <laughs> loves you? And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, <laughs> the first proposition is iffy. The second proposition is no the fuck way. Who gives a shit about the third proposition? Yeah, right. Gotta, take me back to step two. Well, did you think that, like, well, no, I think he, I agree he was a zombie, just not 
a magic zombie. Not an immortal magic zombie. I uh, look, mean. I know that Frosty the Snowman exists. I just don't know that he was a holly jolly sort. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Yeah, and so, yeah, he even says at one point, too, when he's talking about the Jesus rising from the dead, he's like, yeah, there's tons of evidence that Jesus rose from the dead. Let's, moving on, moving on. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, he has to throw in the, like, the really ham-fisted parkour tie-in. He's like, you know all the facts. You just have to jump. Wait, wait, do it again. Say leap. It's the title. It'll be too trite if we say leap here. Okay. Good. We want to keep this tasteful guy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We wouldn't want it to be trite. And then he gives him the Bible, (laughs) and he's he gives him the Bible, and just as he's about to leave, he goes, "Shane." And I wrote my notes. I love you, but no, he's like, "Shane, you're welcome anytime." Yeah. Yeah, and he does this throughout the movie. The pastor, he does this like Columbo. Oh, one last thing at the end of every scene he's in, and this time it's like, "Hey, Shane, you know, if you don't." believe in this nonsense that that's cool you could still give us money and work for free as a slave like that's that's cool if you want you she's know. like yeah thanks but you don't have to say that everyone accepts free money and free labor that's everyone <laughs> you can in, just in the universe come in and show that's me your cool. glutes again you know that'd be yeah, fine too it. so yeah so now we cut to the next training montage uh which basically just starts with shane going so this is the beginning of the next scene. <laughs> yeah. You'll be sore again today, the Eli Bosnick story. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where he gives him the philosophy of parkour. The philosophy of parkour. <laughs> so the first thing you need to know is that there are an unlimited number of ways to move. Wait, hold on. Um, Hands up. In- incorrect. <laughs> incorrect. There are clearly less than infinity ways to move, in my opinion. Infinity points of articulation. What about this way? And then this way? That's two already. I can probably think of at yeah, least no, two, an infinite amount more. Infinity. Mm, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It's the movement version of eventually we're going to run out of music. Yeah, right. <laughs> so basically they've got like this like three and a half foot ledge that they're going to practice moving their way over. And he demonstrates the four easiest possible ways to get over a ledge. And then he says, but let's start with something easier. And I'm like, what? Just running into it and <laughs> spilling overhead first? Yeah, getting thrown <laughs> over it by a bouncer. Yeah. But he wants to show him a move he invented. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. First of all, he did not invent. You can't invent jumping over a ledge. That's all he's <laughs> That's talking about. Right. He calls it. He calls it the granny vault. Uh-huh. And then fucking Tina jumps in and she's like, "Granny vault," because she doesn't know how to pronounce <laughs> letters in English. And my note here is, did she come or what? <laughs> Tell the waritas. Tell the waritas. Did she? So then we get another black and white learning parkour montage, and this is. 33 minutes of this goddamn movie is just black and white and these people vaulting over the same ledge over and over again. Yeah, this movie is parkour montage, church group, parkour montage, church group, parkour montage, kidnapping murder. That is the movie. I just summed up the entire movie for you. the whole damn thing. Yeah, exactly. But they really, he went all out with iMovie on this. He had black and white and (laughs) slow motion. Also, music note for this uh, sweet, sweet parkour montage. How about this guitar lick? Will you sleep with me now? (laughs) (laughs) Still not. Can we get some Muzak to cover up the grunting vomit noises they make every time they roll over something? Just All right, well, good guitar. Perfect. And now, 
Now we get, I think, I, it's so fucking hard because there's so many great scenes. <laughs> right. But this is the, have you ever had to use parkour in real life conversation? What could that possibly mean? <laughs> what? How? Let's use parkour. Look, <laughs> I have seen parkour used once in a movie, and it was because James Bond was chasing somebody. Yeah, right. That was great. Right. That's the only... No one would ever ask that question. But of course, his response is, I don't know. Someday this will all come full circle, full circle, full circle. <laughs> yeah, right. If, if you look ahead past this shadow... Yeah. Well, me. <laughs> right. I'm foreshadowing. Well, okay. <laughs> foreshadow. But he says, but what if later in this movie you had to use your sweet assisted low wall jumping skills to save our lives? Would you believe in God then? <laughs> uh, and then Michael asks Sierra out on a date. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh huh. He's like, where do you want to go? And he just grins creepily. Yeah. If, if a guy asks you out, and you ask him what he has in mind, and then he just smiles like a serial killer and says nothing. He's probably a serial killer yeah. who doesn't like to talk very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's going to wear your skin into the night. That's the, yeah, exactly. that's the that date a, he has in mind. The clear it's implication like, of this scene. going to feed you your own face. <laughs> so they go on their date, and apparently he's taking a rappelling so that we can get a six-minute rappelling montage to the fucking Porn for Women soundtrack. Yeah, my music note here was, just a reminder, the buffet closes at eight, <laughs> all right? <laughs> and really, you should leave the seafood alone after 2 p.m. Like, that's just... Those are heat lamps. <laughs> my, my music note was, Samus just found a guitar cannon. I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> Right. And and this repelling montage is supposed to be like Christians can be into some pretty awesome shit too, you guys. But it could not look more like they had to put porn music over it because it was very clearly like uh uh <laughs> no, no, no 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 too fast too fast okay <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all right right they look like two middle aged people who decided to do this on a cruise right Christianity everyone gets belayed. <laughs> <laughs> Me and your mom decided to put the spark back in, and so there's, uh, I don't know if you know the Henderson's boy, but he's starting up his own repelling business. He got the ropes and everything. <laughs> got a Groupon. <laughs> your mom's not going to come, but that's fine. So then we have to wrap this up with a scene of them, like, packing the ropes up from the repelling so that we can get all the sweet flirting, or what was, I guess, that was supposed to be going okay. on here? Here's the dialogue. Heath, do this scene with me. All right. All right. I'll be the girl. Wow, that was really amazing. How did you learn to repair like that? Oh, I, uh, self-taught uh, myself. Really? Two, three, four. <laughs> no, no, just kidding, just kidding. Uh, is the scene over? <laughs> That's literally, it's li the joke of this scene is I taught myself. Really? No. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> Uh, and then she, then he asks her, if the, if you knew the world was gonna end tomorrow, what would you do? And she's like, I think I'd spend it praying. And I wrote, yeah. I had a very, very different answer. <laughs> that's, that's literally her answer. If I had 24 hours left to live, I'd spend it praying for a different hypothetical scenario. Great <laughs> right. answer. Yeah, Great answer. Exactly. Bot stuff? Oh, no, yeah, me praying, too. I would pray with you, though. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> Slowly puts his dick away. Don't look down. The ropes are shy. 
<laughs> look up there where we came from. The ropes um, are a grower, not a shower. <laughs> <laughs> lick my Adam's apple. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut over to, uh, to Shane reading the Bible. And of course, this is where you have to have the obligatory Christian movie flashback to thing that just happened a few minutes ago. Right. Shane has a vision of himself as the worst version of Assassin's Creed ever. Yeah, just right. standing at the top of a not even high garage. He's, no. I could stand on my chair right now and I would be about the height that Shane is in this scene, but he's supposed to be like on a mountaintop. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and the music uh, I, a note I had here is they're making Conan even stronger. Um, so... <laughs> my- my music note was Rocky attending a Catholic funeral with a requiem of some sort. Gonna fly boy now. My music note was CDE, CDE, CD, CDE, CD. Right. It's like Mary had a little lamb and also a 16 bar solo on her Simon toy. And, and then, and I have a theory about this moment in the movie. And then he closes his eyes to like promise his life to Jesus. Uh-huh. And the picture on the screen disappears. Completely black. And, and it's completely black. <laughs> For and a while. I think the people who made this movie think that if a character's eyes are closed, the movie has to be dark. <laughs> I guess so. I wrote that in my, cause yeah, we just get this completely black screen for like 45 seconds. And then I wrote in my nose, oh my God, it's because his eyes were closed. <laughs> I started expecting the movie to blink from that point on. It should just be like four picture in pictures of all the characters and like three of them are sleeping. So it's three quarters black. <laughs> one of these so yeah, then we're treated to some more awesome reading out loud on screen and this is uh, this is where he realizes that 666 is a thing and we're supposed to believe that he just learned about that yeah and and i wrote in my notes at this point shane's gonna solve who's haunting the water park that is absolutely what they <laughs> sell you with this isn't it but before we find out if he's really solved the mystery of the water park, we're going to have to pause for a quick break so that we can accidentally do better parkour than these guys on the way to take a piss. But before we do that, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Will the gang use their sweet parkour skills to save souls? Will evil atheists kidnap them at gunpoint to prevent people from turning their lives to Christ? Will Shane wear a sleeveless shirt to a funeral? Find out that the answers to these questions are actually yes when we return for the demented conclusion of Leap. Hey guys, great workout. Great workout indeed, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, yes. So, uh, are you going to put our sweet moves on the YouTube? Well, I was thinking, you know how we're not just amazing at parkour, but we're also incredible actors? Sure do, I sure do, yeah. Pyrogies. Well, what if instead of just sharing our sweet parkour moves, we also shared the loving word of Jesus as well? Dude, that is sick idea, yeah. Mm, moose and squirrel. But wait, we don't have cameras. How are we going to make awesome movie if we have no camera? Don't worry, we can use the cameras on our sweet 1992 Nikon phones. Tubular. Sex trafficking. Here's and here's Blumpkin Toilets. And we're back for more of this shit. And if you'll recall the golden rule of successful filmmaking, you can never have too many Bible study montages. You'll know already that we're going to return for more of anemic Andrew Luck selling you Jim Baker buckets. This time at a gazebo. Yeah, because 
Bible study can be fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and of course, the first six and a half minutes of biblical exposition wasn't enough to get it all in, I guess. Uh, and, and this is where we get Tina opening the scene by reading, and Tina is not a strong reader. Yeah, you barely <laughs> yeah. speak English. Why don't you give us a start here? I no longer need porn. I will only masturbate to <laughs> Tina sweating while she tries to read from now on. That oh, is fantastic. Eber, is the, uh, I came. Uh, and again. And also, we get a lot more of the, uh, the, the ridiculous uh, childlike Sesame Street explanations of, of the uh, end times prophecy. At one point he goes, now, incontinent could mean lacking self-control. And I'm like, well, yeah, the other definition is inability to sufficiently control one's defecation. So that's probably what Jesus meant. Yeah, he was probably not talking about that. And uh, that's the end of the world that I want to see, where everyone just shits <laughs> themselves simultaneously. Everyone in the world just like, oh, 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 oh! <laughs> I would apologize, but apparently you've done it too. <laughs> and he's he's comparing this to to premarital sex. Incontinence yeah. is like pre yeah. So so premarital sex is like shitting in a diaper. That's actually pretty accurate in my experience. <laughs> well, so you know, that depends on what you're movie, into. <laughs> you get a point. Yeah, I, I gotta admit though, I've never had too many tacos and then premarital sex in the cab on the way back home. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. I'll pay for you to clean this thing. I'm just, oh, premarital sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he actually says, I don't want to get into what those words actually mean here in the book, but it, it clearly means that God hates fags. No <laughs> yeah, question. Good. Moving on. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. He gets sort of coy. He's like, you know, it does say cling to your wife, if you know what I mean. And I, and I want to know what he means because <laughs> cling to your wife is no sex act that I can do. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big boy, so I understand that the suspension possibilities for me and my fiance are limited, but I'm just saying, cling to your wife has never, I've never elbowed Heath and been like, sorry guys, gotta go cling to my wife, if you know what I mean. I mean, I will from now on, but. Well, right, obviously. What kind of sex does Pastor Scott have where he's just like, don't let go? Yeah, well, yeah, he's 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 clinging to everyone he's ever had sex with. That's, but then they start shit talking the secret, and and I'm down with that. I mean, right. we can all get into that. But their problem is that they're doing wish magic wrong, apparently. Well, he says, sadly, these people have been disillusioned. Yeah. <laughs> nope. They've been illusioned. Yeah. Yeah, they've been illusioned, not yeah. disillusioned. Michael. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then he literally says, he's like, it's like prayer, but fake. Yeah. And everyone goes, yeah, but fake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Real quick. How is ours different? Cut, cut. Sorry. I just, every time he says it, can you not pause? Can you just go? <laughs> can you just roll go right, right in? What did I say? Ours starts now, starting now. That's how ours is different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wrote in my notes here, this movie is my sun and stars. I would eat a horse's heart in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> And and the the thing that they're trying to point to over and over again is like, oh, look at this thing that the Bible said will happen right before uh, the end times. Look, it says that we'll have a lot of technology and learn a lot of stuff, to which the Michael character actually says, it's crazy. It's got our time written all over it, like with the airplanes and the Internet. He actually says those words. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it as a joke because he goes, it says in the Bible people will run to and fro. And I wrote in my notes, people do run to and fro. And then Michael says that. <laughs> Basically, yeah. He's like, look, fro, too, we do all this <laughs> stuff. This is amazing. 
looks over at Shane. Remember the free running? The free running, Shane. You went back and forth over the rail, like it said. But here's the thing, though, and and I love. And, and by the way, you get these same things with the Kurzweil freaks or whatever. They let, they're like, look at all the technology. It's like any time in the last 500 years, you could have said that. You know, this movie 500 years ago, the guy would have been going like, yes, with all these steamships and the doorknobs, just like today. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're all living in a time later than all the other times in history. Coincidence? They think not. Um, so then Shane asks his question about the mark of the beast. He's quite concerned, Shane is. Yeah. He's been doing some sleuthing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it looks like he's been on the internet. He brought like printouts, like he printed yes. off fucking map quests like you used to. <laughs> just to have whoever was in the driver's seat just screaming at them. Right on what? Right on, when do I take a right? Just forever? Just forever a right? Yeah. He's talking about the microchip credit cards. Yeah. And he thinks this is like this Satan thing going on. And basically he's saying like, Alex Jones told me these uh, microchip credit cards are an evil government plot. And then he's, he's like, take a look at this piece of paper. I wrote it down. And, and the, the pastor's what? like, you, you mean you... Wrote down the sentence you just said out loud. And yes, that's what he did. Yeah, take and they a very look clearly pass a blank piece of paper to each other back and forth. <laughs> My notes here just say credit cards are the mark of the beast. By the end of this movie, jet fuel won't have burned that hot. Holy yeah. shit! And <laughs> and then they and and then he goes like, I get the six 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 thing, but what does it mean? And I just wrote in my notes, Betty doesn't say Nero, because <laughs> look, this is so incredibly not a mystery. We know exactly what John was talking about in Revelation. There is no fucking mystery here whatsoever. The Christians are trying to create one, but we know it's goddamn Nero. All right, this is a solved mystery. We already know where Amelia Earhart's fucking airplane is. Stop talking about it. Yeah, she got her period and crashed. <laughs> <laughs> so then they start talking about, you know, the mark of the beast and how you'll need to, to like have a, a tattoo to buy food and all of that stuff. Cause apparently these assholes have not done their homework and watched three rapture trilogies. But let's throw this out there. Cause they do give the best. Why would everyone get a tattoo reason yeah. that I've ever heard in any of the movies? He goes, the girl goes, why would people get a tattoo? And he goes, if Jesus told you to get a tattoo, would you? And I just had a flash cut in my mind to me and Jesus at a tattoo parlor drunk. And he's like, dude, get it. Fucking get it, dude. Oh, it's going to look so good. Oh, it's going to look sweet so butterfly good. right above. Yeah. Whale tail. Yeah. I'm going to close my eyes for a second, but I'm awake. I'm not asleep. <laughs> Crazy billionaire money. I will just insert that scene of me and Jesus at the tattoo parlor. <laughs> Dude, I love you, man. We're going to remember these forever. You know, I may know, not know you forever, but I remember you because I got this, this chick's tits tattooed on my face. <laughs> And we can press our cheeks together so, for pictures. <laughs> It'll be great. But I love, too, that he throws out this little bit at the end. He's like, now, I don't want you to worry about accidentally getting the mark of the beast. Because that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I bumped into this tattoo gun. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Don't worry about tripping and falling onto a hot 666 brand right on your face. <laughs> that wouldn't even count. No. Because, you know. Exactly. Yeah, no such thing it. as an accidental bar mitzvah. That's not how it works. Those don't <laughs> God, God allows for backsies. So, <laughs> right. 
That he does. That he does. So if you were thinking to yourself, I love all this Bible study, but what about another black and white montage of unimpressive parkour? Well, this movie's got you covered because that's what we've got up next. Yeah. Now it's how to jump up a wall. And my music note for this montage was, I gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. (laughs) (laughs) My my note was, George Michael can still play at the glory hole one hand. (laughs) Who knew it? Who knew? So, yeah, so this starts off with him explaining how a wall run works, and then he's like, and let me show you. And then he just pulls himself up onto a wall with his hands. Yep. Also, uh, fun game to play, because at this point we're on our 87th montage. Uh, if you want to enjoy these parkour montages a little more, just add sound effects and swearing. Just be like, fuck, yeah, ow, ow, <laughs> <sighs> shit, shit, fuck, 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 oh, shit on my tits. <laughs> well, what's so funny about this montage, too, is because what they're doing is very simple, like the average person, if they were getting chased by a dog, would just do this naturally or whatever. <laughs> but they're trying to make it look really hard, and they can't because these people are act- at least good enough at parkour to do this. So like the, the the like Michael actually just physically runs face first into the wall at one point. Yep. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Tina takes a couple of head plans too. Yeah. I mean watching her run head first into this wall over it's almost as good as listening to her be half illiterate. Like right. if ever these two things get combined somehow I will never leave my room. It will oh. Well I would but I I'd, I'd still be jerking it. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of my room, too. So then we uh, they they finish up that wall running montage. We go back to Shane's house where we get to finally see him shirtless. Shane takes off his shirt and he has perfect muscle shirt tan lines. They are the most beautiful <laughs> yes, thing. They are different races. His arms are fucking Alex Jules and his chest is me. It's fucking incredible. I've never seen someone so clearly painted white on their torso. <laughs> so he changes his shirt for no reason, just because he wanted to make sure everybody saw his sweet abs. And then uh, Sweetheart shows up. His parkour girlfriend shows up. And damn it, if he didn't forget their anniversary. Remember from that scene earlier? Yeah. And she's pissed. And he is totally unapologetic about missing their anniversary. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I was hanging out with my Jesus friends. Sorry, I had to go run up a wall, kind of, sort of. <laughs> And then she sees his crucifix and Christian movie bingo. This is where we get Christian equals rapist because he's like, yeah, I'm a Christian now. And she practically throws up on the floor. It's like the scene from the goddamn woodsman. She's like, not you. And he goes, but honey, there are things in there in the Bible that it predicted and they're coming true. Like it said, there will be wars and diseases and earthquakes. I mean, come on. How could they have known? I just ran to and fro. I'm telling you, this shit is real. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so she storms out to go fuck three random black men. And he calls up his Christian buddies for a little Christian powwow session because he's feeling a little depressed. And I wrote in my notes here, like, I know that one could say, how the fuck are there still 30 minutes left here? But I'm writing, how are there only 30 minutes? This movie has not started yet. And I would watch this movie if it was 27 hours long. I would watch just Bible montage, parkour montage, Bible. I would literally, I would watch this in infinity. There's no common, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's an infinite amount of ways you can move. And so I would watch an infinite combination of these scenes forever. And I, I 
paused the movie at this point and I asked my fiance if she would break up with me for being a Christian and she would not break up with me for being a Christian, but she would, hmm. quote, break up with me for having tan only arms like a cigar store Indian. So that's, that's Anna Smith's input on what she would and would not break up with Or for referring to parkour as PK, probably that might do it too. So now while they're talking and trying to cheer him up, they have this sweet idea on how they could use their parkour skills to show for Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. Tina says, we should get T-shirts. And that's when I first realized that she was the shut up fat friend of this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is where I'm just speaking to Tina. I spent the rest of this movie just like, shut the fuck up, Tina. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Tina, I will stab you in your throat. And she really reacts every time. Say the meanest shit you can. Really get it out. Get all your anger out of Tina. Cause she, she deserves it and she reacts like you said it. And she can take it. Tina's just like Don Rickles in this movie. <laughs> I just want to fuck her scalp. So, so now I, I want to point out two things just that really demonstrate how bad this movie is about this scene. First of all, Later on, they're going to be in T-shirts, so they felt like they needed to establish at this point in the movie where they got those T-shirts. And secondly, during this scene, there's music playing in the background, like they're listening to music while they're all hanging out. And then the soundtrack chimes in towards the end of the scene, but the music in the background does not cut out. Mm-hmm. So they're both playing for like 11 seconds while he yeah. says, I don't know about you guys, but I need a stealth run. Let's go to the next scene. And all of our notes here are exactly the same, which is, oh, apparently a stealth yep. run is hopping back and forth across the fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the fact that stealth run does not mean naked rail jumping orgy is incredibly disappointing. <laughs> to me. That's what it means when I do yeah. it. Well, it's a good thing I own naked rail jumping orgy on right. DVD. So, yeah, Also, right. music note for their stealth run. Oh, man, there's going to be a boss fight. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I need to find a bonfire. I need to find a bonfire. My, my music note was, Doogie Hauser just got Wanda pregnant. Big Uh-oh. trouble. Big trouble. And and they have this quick moment where he's like, where are we going to do Christian parkour for people? And I wrote, you could do it in traffic. Do it in traffic. How about a slaughterhouse? Chernobyl. I want you to all die. Everyone in this movie should die. My notes get dark. Yeah. <laughs> This whole dialogue sounds so ridiculous, too. I I don't know how these actors manage to stress every single syllable incorrectly. It's great. Like, they all sound like an automated phone menu had a stroke or something. It it makes no... It's like Siri didn't learn English yet, but she's doing stuff in the English world. I don't know. Well, and, and too, when they finally decide where they can go do their parkour, they're like, what about at the college where all of the parkour scenes have taken place so far? They're like, yeah, maybe there. That would be a good idea. But before we get to see that, we've got to go back for more fucking Bible study. Right. And he opens this by saying, okay, tonight... I want to address a controversial issue. And I wrote, don't hold back, man. Really go for it. Yeah, right, right. Didn't feel that disclaimer was necessary for the gayness offends Jesus portion of the program. (laughs) No, but he's going to argue about whether or not Jesus comes first or Jesus comes second or whatever the fucking thing. They're going to argue about whether the rapture happens before or after the tribulation. Oh, all right. Well, that's some tricky shit. Well, okay. So there's actually a really good reason for them to be bringing this up. And this is honestly the one thing that they maybe did need a Bible study montage for um, is because most Christians accept this pre- 
tribulation rapture, right? Because how can you possibly think that God's not a total dick if he sends you through all this torture and hell and then sucks all the good people up to heaven? But the Bible does say it the other way. So this is how they're trying to establish for the later movies. No, no, no. All the good Christians have to make it all the way through the tribulation before they get raptured. So that's oh. the that's the controversy. <laughs> God hates fags. No, we all we all agree on that. Whether the Christians get vacuum light vacuumed up to heaven before or after, that's controversial. We got to tiptoe yeah. our way into no. that. No, we, we we already booked this cast for three whole movies. It's a lot of money invested. <laughs> I wrote in my notes at this point, if I was in a room with the guy who made this movie and Hitler and I had a gun with two bullets, I would shoot the guy who made this movie twice. Yeah, right. Just make sure he's down. (laughs) I'd ask him if he believed in God first with a voice modulator or something like that. And then we also get this incredibly telling line right here, right? So like one of the characters is like, but why would people believe in like the left behind books and stuff if the Bible says otherwise? To which he says, most people don't read their Bibles. They just blindly accept what they're told instead of blindly accepting what they read. Exactly. Yeah. How do we know the Bible is the right one with all the right stuff? Well, if you open up the Bible, there's words on almost every page. And you can clearly see that, you know, the words. Ibid. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> CJ Wellman. And now it's, <laughs> now it's time for some sweet guitar music and some sweet parkour action. We've been building up to this the whole movie, apparently. And now it's time for them to Christianize the world with their skills. It's Kong Hits for Jesus. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, and it is so good. So first of all, all the extras in this scene, oh my God, they are my everything. They're so they are bad. my world. <laughs> How can even the extras be terrible? I mean, you would think rich or poor just stand there would be achievable, but no. No. Everyone <laughs> walks past them in a perfect, like, kindergarten <laughs> so straight line. <laughs> and they're very they're clearly right staring into the, into the camera. camera. Yeah, right exactly. into the fucking camera. It's almost Directly like the sun the was bad in this movie. <laughs> like they're walking into a bank. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> right. But then their sweet parkour gathers a crowd of literally tens of people, y'all. Literally. <laughs> and then they look at each other and they have this like, oh yeah moment. And they all start just j- doing the lamest parkour. Like, it's not choreographed. It's not impressive. They're just like, okay, up a stair, down a stair, up a stair, down a stair, crawl up and down, somersault. Ow, I hurt myself. <laughs> That's literally it. And I wrote in my notes, if someone shouts fags in the crowd, I will tattoo this movie lithograph style on my chest. Because that's what would happen. They'd be like, mm, 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 and I would go, faggots. And they'd be like, oh, come on, hate well, speech. Trying. And they'd be like, it's, it's true. It's colloquial. You know what I mean. I don't think you're homos. I think you're bad. I'm using it as a negative term. We all know what I mean because I hate what you're doing and who you are. It's so rough. It's like watching like a street performer play air guitar just really badly somehow. I don't know how he's messing up notes on his air guitar, but he's doing it. And then he's got like ace of bass with him behind him also pretending to play air guitar badly. It's just horrible. It's that that fucking bad. It really is. At that point, like that's when I really started to look at it. And I'm just like, I'm going to go outside and run up something or something. God damn it. Fuck these people. (laughs) But the crowd is blown away. They're cheering. They're amazed. 
you know, the, the, wow, some of those moves make up, must have taken two tries to get right. Um, and so then they stepped to the, to the front to, to give their Jesus spiel, which is where I realized that Shane had cut the sleeves off of his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so I really didn't hear his Jesus spiel. Well, he basically goes, now we want to talk to you about Jesus. And I wanted so badly again for everyone in the crowd to be like, boo. <laughs> You're right. We want to do something even <laughs> less entertaining than our shitty parkour. Right. And he takes a little mini survey of the crowd. And he goes, who here thinks they're going to heaven? And what's amazing is, okay, if you watch this movie, there's a girl with a squid on her shirt. And when he asks everybody who thinks they're going to heaven, she does not raise her hand. I don't know what squid girl did, but 607, 7, okay, all right. <laughs> call me squid girl call me wherever you are but yeah squid girl doesn't raise her hand and then he basically he explains that everyone whose hand is raised that doesn't believe in jesus they're not gonna heaven and he has bibles for them and then 99.99 percent of the people who are watching them leave yeah right <laughs> exactly <laughs> they got that part right anyway but four people wanted bibles so they're pretty excited yeah, I, I could have sold this crowd more timeshares at fucking Club Med yes. than they, they gave away Bibles here. It was ridiculous. Unreal. So then they head back to uh, to youth pastor camp or whatever to brag to Pastor Scott about all the new Christians they made. And Pastor Scott's so excited about the possibility. He's, he's like, hmm, if you try a few more times and iron out the wrinkles, maybe you'll be able to go downtown with it. Yeah, I wrote, downtown, you crazy motherfucker. <laughs> Look, man, I don't know if I can do it, but I'll pull some strings and see if I can get you into the lower part of the city we live in. <laughs> and then we get the threatening letter. Oh, my fucking God. So this is this Columbo moment, right? They're all, all about to walk out, and he goes, oh, one more thing before you go. I received yeah. an ominous warning for you. <laughs> it's no big deal. Just uh, a few people in ski masks and voice modulators showed up. They dropped off this letter of magazine cutouts. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, first, I didn't really think anything of it, but it might be about you guys. I'm not sure. It says, die Christian parkour people. This Did you guys? So <laughs> that sounds familiar. It's, the letter is, dear super rad Christians, you're <laughs> crushing it, but give up now. <laughs> yeah. And he asks, who would do this? And Tina goes, atheists? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, shut the fuck up, Tina. I will stab you in your heart. I'll stab you right in your fucking... I'll stab you through the back of your chest, Tina. I'll cut you wide open. <laughs> so now I want to make sure that we emphasize this correctly. This is the actual letter that he hands the people. I wrote it down. This, these, are the, these are the words they read. Dear Christians, you're doing a good job, but you're fighting for a lost cause. Stop doing your parkour ministry this will be your only warning. Yeah, you're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. Jerk off into the mirror guy could not write a movie where he <laughs> wouldn't acknowledge that he was doing a good job. It was like, hey, man, why would the atheist put a compliment in there? Because it's fucking me. That's why. That's why they would put a compliment in there, because I'm so fucking great. Even fucking Sam Harris, when he blackmails me to stop my sweet Christian parkour, would have to give me a compliment. <laughs> Just Sam and Daniel Dennett trying to work out the letter. What if we said, well, you're doing a good job, but you should stop. Oh, oh, I yeah, like it. <laughs> compliment sandwich. Compliment sandwich. Also, I'm like 90% certain that this is the same prop, blank piece of paper that they used when he handed the credit card thing <laughs> the past earlier. 
I'm quite certain they did because not we, buy a second We don't horse. have a huge paper budget. We spent everything on these vertically striped shirts. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, but Shane's not worried. He crumbles that paper up confidently because they don't need the paper as a prop for later this time, I guess. And then we end with the Scooby gang laughing kind of a close here, you know. Well, because Michael goes, God won't let anything happen to us. We're the kings of careful. And then Ciara nudges him and he goes, and queens. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he improvised that. That was funny. So <laughs> if you're wondering when the movie's going to kick in, this is the moment you've been waiting for. So now Shane and Tina are walking down the street trying to figure out what to do in the next scene. Um, when he says, hey, you guys want to go see, you want to call the guys and see if they uh, want to go see a movie? She's like, yeah, good idea. So she pulls out her phone, literally just puts it to her head and starts talking. Yep. Yeah. It gets connected impossibly fast. She might as well have a cup yeah. with a string, and she's just talking to him right away. <laughs> but then just as they're trying to sort out what movie they're going to go see, a black van opens up and masked bad guys come out. But I yes. should be clear. This is a black minivan. This is not yeah, right, right. This was someone's mom's car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> So, and the one, the one, uh, kidnapper is in a mask, but the other guy, he's just wearing a baseball yeah, hat. Uh, Apparently he thought any headwear was fine, like ski mask, baseball, <laughs> it's all the same. And I'm guessing his name was Brian. Just <laughs> probably Brian. Brian, you're supposed to have your face go, fuck oh, you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but then we cut to Tina and, uh, and Shane waking up tied in the van. Or, I, I said tied in the van because I just assumed that they'd be tied up, but no, they've put bandanas over their eyes and left them completely otherwise freely, uh, uh, able to move. <laughs> yeah. Interesting choice there. So, yeah, so now we're back to that scene that we saw at the very beginning where Crystal, but she's got the fake voice thing and the thing wrapped around her head, so we don't know it's Crystal, is asking them if they believe in God. She's like, we warned you to stop preaching, but you wouldn't listen. Um, and then she asked Tina, does she believe in God and holds a gun to her throat? And Tina says no. No, she exactly. Tina denies God. And then she turns to Shane. Right. And Shane is like, I'm not going to tell you if I believe in God because I don't know who you are. So she takes off her mask. What? Yeah. And drops the voice. Why would you yeah. start with that stuff if you're just going to take it off? With this? <laughs> How is that useful? Well, if the plan was to shoot him anyway, why does it matter? But yeah, yeah. As we'll discover in this following chase scene, they're not paying much attention to whys in this movie. Because yeah, costumes are fun. That's why. <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> so she asks him if he's Christian and he's like, I am Christian. And then just as she's about to shoot him, Tina Tackle! <laughs> yeah, she jumps up and they're like, oh, I knew we should have tied their wrists or something. But right. no, they wrestle and we get this amazing gunshot sound. Yeah. <laughs> Kapew! Yeah. It was, it's like, like they stepped on a can or something. Yeah. Uh, and then they jump out of the van. Except the van is clearly not moving okay so we have two shots of this jumping out of the van scene one from outside one from inside the inside one the the van's like obviously just idling you know the guy's got his foot kind yeah. of on the brake but the other shot where we see it from at the outside they didn't even put a fan up to make his hair blow no. he's clearly just stepping out of a parked van and looking left and right they, they didn't even put it on a road i mean they, they're they're, no. they're claiming they're on one of these highways with like Parking spots on the side of it and no highway. <laughs> They're just in a parking lot now. 
Hey, yeah. he jumps out of a van into a somersault. I'll have you. Know. Well, right, right, because he's parkour badass. But yeah, and then of course Tina run or jumps out too, and she runs the other way, and then Sweetheart jumps out and shoots and murders Tina. That's shoots right. and murders Tina. Tina <laughs> dies here. Tina dies. Shut the fuck up, Tina. And oh, it's beautiful. She just lays there. <laughs> And so then she turns the other way where Shane is running away from her. She has a gun. Shane is 20 feet away from her. (laughs) Which she has used two bullets of. Yeah, right, right. And it clearly has no compunctions about shooting and murdering someone. So what does she do then? Well, I'm I'm hoping at this point that they just like start running after each other and they jump over the same rail over and over. She's got the gun, he doesn't, but she can't shoot from the wrong side of the rail, so it's this long, <laughs> drawn out parkour. You've scene. only got two wishes left, then Heath. Only two <laughs> well, wishes left. It's actually even dumber than that. She she's holding the gun on him. He turns and runs. She throws the gun away. Throws the gun away and runs after him. Now it's one of those two are, shooters. So it was well, useless. Oh, that I point. see. I see. Well, I was gonna say there are two. The the main question obviously is why the fuck would she throw the gun away? But the other question is why would he keep running once she's thrown the gun away? Or yeah, right? this girl is twelve pounds. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There is nothing, no, no reason whatsoever for her to be chasing or him to be running at this fucking point. Once you drop the gun, you just run her a little bit further off of that, and then you turn around. She'd be like, "Oh fuck yeah, should have kept that." <laughs> yeah, right. That's what. Oh yeah, gun, gun would have been good. Look, I don't want to be that guy, but aside from Callie Wright, I can beat up all the women I know. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this this could be Ronda Rousey. You just do a little circle and you go back to the gun, and you're like, oh. Over, I yeah, would. well, right, right, yeah, that too. Well, but that's just the thing about it is that, like, the rest of this movie is going to be essentially this chase scene or whatever, and the whole time it's like, but there's no reason for anyone to be chasing anyone. They're just running. And this chase scene is so rich. It makes the naked gun look serious. <laughs> they, like, climb up on top of monkey bars and then jump back down again. It uh- is fucking well, farcical it's so uh, illogical too like he climbs up on a thing at one point she climbs up and he's like why wouldn't you just stay on the ground he has to climb back <laughs> down out. that thing you time don't out, have time to- out sculptures are base we said sculptures are base we said that i named a tv show you have to stop and also like so what are they saying here like if she uh tags him the atheists win what what, what are right, they, i don't understand supposed to even be happening here <sighs> so and also too the whole time I'm watching this as as a bit of a parkour enthusiast I'm walking by I'm, I'm like man they're running by all these awesome spots for parkour and I keep seeing things like oh oh I see how the way those walls are they're gonna do a corner run no no they're just nope. gonna run by and jump over that bench aren't they? no vault over that bench wow right wow and just don't run towards obstacles either though I mean I feel like that's your first lesson in yeah a parkour right. chase like plain grass is the easiest thing to parkour you can just <laughs> keep going and around things that's because he's a tracker <laughs> oh right right exactly so now we get to uh that we, we we come full circle I guess now we're to that leap of faith scene that he was dreaming about earlier well, except for, for some, mm-hmm. first he passes the copper dog statue that you have to run towards which was oh. cool <laughs> and you know he, he gets over it and she and now yeah now they're on a roof out of nowhere I don't know yeah yeah and again it's 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 six feet off the ground 
Yeah, like, you can stand on Heath's shoulders and be taller than this job. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so he's like standing there like, and she's like, nowhere to go now. And he's like, well, I mean, I could just like lower myself down with my hands too. I mean, it's, it's not even like, it's not like there's a fucking ocean in front of them or a, a fucking cliff he'd have to dive off of. It's a running track. I could jump onto this uh, ladder balanced between two stair cars that Buster Keaton's riding on. But that's, no, <laughs> so, that's kind of out of the way. No, but he has to do this, his leap of faith thing. Now, look, I've seen this jump that he's doing done impressive, right? I've seen it done from a second story roof or whatever, where you actually do jump from like 18 feet up right into the roller or whatever, and it looks amazing, and you're like, Jesus Christ, how did he not break every bone in his body? But this is like, like most of us have fallen this far at some point. Yeah. Every single time Heath falls down, he falls from the Yeah, top. right. Exactly. <laughs> so he jumps. He has enough faith in Jesus and his parkour skills. So he jumps. She jumps after him, but breaks her fucking ankle. And the ankle-breaking noise could not oh, be less realistic. The ankle-breaking <laughs> noise is basically someone being like, Correct, go the bones <laughs> in her ankle. I had three popsicle sticks being broken at once, but yeah, basically... Yeah. Holy shit. And uh, so then we cut to Michael and Sierra, who are apparently waiting at his apartment for him to get home. I don't know yeah. why. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he comes running in all freaked out and everything. And for some reason, they chose the, the soundtrack for this to be like a microphone sitting near broiling pasta sauce. <laughs> I don't know why, but it sounds like they were recording on Dagobah. Anyway, so Shane has to tell him that Crystal tried to kill him and killed Tina. Well, the way he tells them is fucking crazy. He goes, I mean, I was running, but I heard... Heard what? <laughs> Gunshots. Maybe she missed. Maybe we can glue her back together. <laughs> that, and that's how he says maybe she missed. He's like, oh, I'll help solve this. Maybe we uh, uh, make her into a jigsaw puzzle and uh, fix it. <laughs> Okay. I have banded. I have all the king's horses and all the king's men. We'll figure this it, out. It's not on brand banded. It is brandish. <laughs> it's called bandish. <laughs> but, but honestly, though, their actual solution is almost as stupid. They're like, well, maybe she didn't get shot and dead. Maybe she's at Bible study. So they go to Bible study to find out if she's dead. And it turns out that, yes, this time, yeah, she's dead. And there are two people, there are like four people that aren't them in this Bible study. Yeah, right. And Pastor Scott's like little speech is basically, as you may have noticed, Tina was murdered. <laughs> Everyone grab a tea light and, uh, we'll light them. You, yeah. You might have noticed Tina was uh, a little too dead from bullets to make it tonight. Yeah. That's what <laughs> happened. Um, it's no excuse to miss a meeting, but you know, it's not time to blame people right now. I feel like that, that would be inappropriate. And this is where we realize that Pastor Scott is wearing his extra special Christian Ed Hardy t-shirt to the <laughs> memorial. Like he really went all out. It's awful nice of him. So then we have to, we go to the, uh, we're taking you off the case scene or whatever. So they're back in Pastor Scott's office, the team is, and he's like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to break up the parkour team. It's gotten too dangerous. <laughs> and he's uh, it's too dangerous to be a parkour minister in these times. Yes. You yes. saw that copper dog statue out there. What if it's a tiger statue <laughs> next time? You don't know. <laughs> and then he basically says, look, we're going to keep doing it. And he goes, if you do this. We have to disavow all knowledge of you. Yeah. This youth minister will self-destruct in his <laughs> right, late 30s. Right. <laughs> yeah. and, 
and uh, so Flyboy argues back about like shutting down his parkour ministry. He's like, if anything, we don't have time not to be parkour missionaries, right? <laughs> What's right? the sound of one parkour clapping? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and as if this movie wasn't fucked up enough, we then get this bizarre revelation. Pastor Scott now turns to Shane and goes, did you turn her in? And he goes, I'm sorry, I can't. Like, what the pigeon dick the are you murderer. talking about? They're, they're abetting the Tina's murder? Yep, the murderer. Right, yeah, that's what's going on here is they're like, he's like, yeah, she was my girlfriend. She's the first person to ever, ever let me put it in her butt and everything. I just can't bring myself to turn her in for murder. <laughs> <laughs> On this movie is so wonderful. <laughs> this movie is everything. They wrote this down. They watched this movie. They like this movie. <laughs> they thought it was worthy of YouTube. Yes. <laughs> and I love too that all the other people in the room, of course, are now complicit in the murder too, right? Like, mm-hmm. like Pastor Scott, you too are committing a felony by not turning her. Anyway, but instead of worrying about that, they start explaining how Tina is burning in hell yeah this movie's final message is tina fuck you <laughs> well right okay <laughs> so he's saying yeah. he says like now i have a thought on this though shane you told me what happened and i think there's a reason you lived you said that when tina had a gun to her head she denied god but you didn't that's why god killed tina and not you yep that's yep. what the fucking movie says he even says Jesus said it himself. Fuck you, Tina. Shut the fuck up, Tina. <laughs> Tina, 1418. Yeah, Tina got killed by God for lying to the terrorist while she had the gun to her face. So, you know, stop mourning her. And then he goes on to say, and, you know, obviously because of this, I can't do any, you know, magic at her funeral because yeah. she's a sinner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the, basically the takeaway is Tina deserved it. And then, of course, they have to stay away from parkour for a while, at least until Crystal is caught, which could probably be sped up if they told the police who killed her. That there's a, right. a lady with a broken ankle standing there for the last, like, three days. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but that's okay, because now we cut to the funeral, and someone dressed, uh, a white kid dressed as Biggie for Halloween is doing the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> By the way, my only note for the scene, how does Flyboy not have a sleeveless tuxedo t-shirt for this funeral? That is <laughs> blasphemy. Yeah, no, he was dressed fancy. He was wearing, I shit you not, a short sleeve polo shirt. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I just have to say this. It's so good. One of the extras obviously forgot they were supposed to wear black for the funeral scene and is wearing a white button-down shirt. It's fucking <laughs> magical <laughs> like a wedding dress is this appropriate <laughs> all right whatever oh so good this movie is so good <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> and just to you just for 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 me just for me they throw in this final little scene here mm-hmm. just to promise us that oh yes the tribulation is coming oh yeah so they're watching tv and it says and now in global news there are going to be new microchip credit cards put in everybody's hand and forehead, motherfucker. What? <laughs> what? <Right>. And, <laughs> and the parkourers go, oh, man, what do we do? And Shane turns to him and goes, only one thing we can do. Trust God. <laughs> <laughs> Credits. <laughs> yeah. 
Look at the news. England's getting rid of their currency and definitely staying in the EU. The Bible is always <laughs> right about this stuff. It's uncanny. I don't know how they do it. God's perfect. Trust in yeah. God. Edit the movie, Chris. All right. So now, I mean, this may very well have been the perfect bad movie. I, 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 I really wrestled with this afterwards. Is there anything that could have been done worse? Nothing. Uh, Nothing. <laughs> Maybe, like if Yakov Smirnoff, if he was the narrator or something, it might have been Bester Worcester a little bit. Maybe, I don't know. but I don't know. Because like I was thinking to myself, okay, well, there was no scene where the guy was holding his head with flame coming up out of his neck hole. And I'm like, no, that would have made it better. <laughs> would have made it better. That would have made, made it better. More, yeah. Okay, here's what would have made it better slash worse. If halfway through the movie... We had seen the guy who wrote, edited, directed, and scored it, and it had just cut away, and he had obviously taped this movie over a video he made of him jerking off to himself. <laughs> like, if there was just 20 solid minutes of being like, lucky boy, lucky, lucky boy, and then it just cuts back to Tina being like, I don't know, maybe the butt, that would have been better or worse. Yeah, but okay. other than that, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm sure that version just got pulled off of YouTube. Well, obviously, we all needed to put our thumbs in some dark, dark places to find the motivation we needed to make it through this movie. So rather than risk the potential of flinging anything around with I a thumbs mine. up, thumbs Sorry, down rating, <laughs> I ask you this. What parkour-related accident would you have had to see in the outtakes before you thought that filming this movie was worthwhile? Um. All right. Well, if we found out somehow through the outtakes that David A.R. White was actually the original lead until like he ran face first into a wall trying to jump it and then that's how his face got shaped like that might be worth it might that's be good. worth it like assuming there that's was good. footage of all his scenes before and after that accident yeah absolutely. I like it I like it Eli uh, what if one of Tina's jumps went badly and we see her accidentally land on what I can assume was that entire honeycomb of bees that she landed herself on top of <laughs> That all stung her at once, which is why she looks like she's always reacting to a bee sting. <laughs> that would have been pretty good, too. <laughs> and then, of course, my billionaire remake of this movie, which I will make. Again, patrons, get on it. You can all do this together, guys. Come on. Who doesn't want to watch me star and leap? Yeah, oh. right? And, well, that is going to do it for our review of Leap. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet, because we still need to get you all drippy for next week's show. So, Eli, if you'd loved me, you would tell me there was a sequel. Oh, you're damn right there's a sequel! <laughs> Leap! Rise of the Beast! Oh, no! You may have seen the preview for it in this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in this one, apparently, they're going to take on the the Vatican? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The, the, plot's, the plot's about to start. It's very exciting. So on that happy note, we'll bring episode 46 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the link on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. Don't you? Danger Zone! My name is Eli and I've come to say... Pastor Andrew Luck with cancer got cured, but then he died of liver failure after drinking some gay vodka. 
Tina was raped by the barbed penis of a fire demon for a million lifetimes for being afraid of getting shot in the head. Shane's Farmer Tan started its very own film career and successful country music business. And I'm here to say... Parkour. PK. PK. Shut up, Tina. <laughs>